For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It's Friday. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. The Murdoch uh, trial is, uh, is reconvened, and it's on live. We'll talk about that. Coming out of Walterboro, uh, South Carolina, that was the wall-to-wall coverage yesterday, at least on Fox News. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the things that uh, occurred and took place in court yesterday. But, you know, I'm going to say something right now, right off the bat, and this might be a little strong, so brace yourselves, but it's the only thought that pops into my head when I see your transportation secretary, our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg in a hard hat in Philistine, Ohio. My God, he looks like a talking tampon. He really is a feminine hygiene product of a man. He is so gay. And I, I, I have no problem with gay. I, don't, I, I, I have gay friends. I do, Mr. Man. Uh, but and so it's, uh, it's not an anti-gay thing, but he's so very gay. I mean, he, he really is, and uh, he, I mean, he shows up to he, three weeks in, man, or thirty, day, however long it's been, thirty days. It took him ten days to even acknowledge the train derailment and the explosion had actually taken place, and even then he felt he acted like he was being put out by the little people, right? Can't believe you're asking me this when I'm dealing with crackers and hard hats. Well, yesterday, Pete Buttigieg was a cracker in a hard hat and a very gay one at that. Bruno Molly's, really. I didn't even know. Trey looked it up because the big story was that Buttigieg, after freaking 30 days or however long it's been, three weeks, shows up to Palestine, Ohio, where people are worried about the future of their town and of their own lives and where they're going to live and what's going to happen. And gay Pete Buttigieg shows up in a hard hat wearing Bruno Mollies. Looking like he's trying to breathe as little as possible. I think he didn't want to talk to the press yesterday and let his press secretary handle it, handle it, which he did very badly, by the way. Um, he did because talking requires you to breathe a lot, and it, it just looked like old Pete didn't want to take in much oxygen, didn't it? You know, he really came off, I thought, pathetic yesterday. Well, he's been pathetic through this whole thing. Heard the, uh, as Trey calls him, the professor say this last night, uh, Jack Riccardi, uh, and it was it was spot on. Pete Buttigieg, after losing, uh, you know, after getting uh, brushed aside, uh, despite all his gayness on the on the primary uh, journey uh, during that election, uh, probably felt being Secretary of Transportation was going to be an easy gig, right? Don't have to do anything, really, until I decide what my next move's going to be. That's why he took off, uh, you know, an ungodly amount of time for maternity leave to chest feed his little booger. 
felt it was going to be an easy gig. Don't have to do much, and yet, you know, we got a 1,000 train derailments, apparently, you know, over a 12-month period. Uh, you know, the the, the infrastructure is, is crap as far as transportation. You got supply and demand chains being busted up and empty shelves across America, right? There's a lot of stuff going on requiring somebody uh, who would be the Secretary of Transportation to, well, do something. And that was Riccardi's point. It was brilliant. Uh, in other words, he he, th- he he thought he got into this and his gayness would allow him to just sort of skate until he wants to run for something else, whatever it is. I don't know. It was a, it was a great point to make. That's what you've seen on display over the past month uh, since that train derailed, which apparently happened because of a ball bearing. Uh, Trey pointed that out earlier on Where in Rima. Had really nothing to do with this 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 arbitrary reg on these mnemonic brakes. Uh, which uh, when Trump was rolling back uh, unnecessary regulations, they they rolled that particular reg back because there was no science backing up the idea or the hypothesis that these freaking brakes did anything at all. So why was the regulation there? Uh, his point being, let's do some more science on it and see if it's necessary. But right now, there, there's nothing saying that we have to do this. And and a- asking that all the trains be fitted with these mnemonic brakes would be an undue burden on the industry. That is not taking away from what scumbags uh, you know uh, uh, you have running the show over at this uh, uh, train company, this Norfolk, whatever the hell it is. Point being, Buttigieg obviously has not really enjoyed having to be forced to talk about this stuff. The only reason he was there yesterday is because Trump uh, just hit a home run out of Philistine, Ohio the day before and made them all look like the jackasses that they are. The feckless, soulless jackasses that they are. The, the, The cockroaches and the critters that populate this particular administration. And one thing that is a hallmark of all of these people who, beyond the boxes they check, are incredibly unimpressive and mediocre human beings uh, is that they they very obviously uh, just don't really give one molecule of empathy towards anybody who they consider to be uh, political opponents. They don't care. They have a bunch of Trump voters. You heard uh, Joy Behar, who is an idiot, by the way, uh, running her big, fat sewer mouth yesterday, her sewer hole of a mouth uh, yesterday, about how it's you, you, they voted for Donald Trump. This is what you get. <laughs> Did you see that? Why do we care about what they say on The View? They're obviously morons. That's what I mean. It's your fault, you silly rubes in uh, Palestine, Ohio. You voted for Trump. You brought this on there. I can't. But they're actually going with that. It's one thing to blame Trump. It's one thing to say, "Well, this is all Trump's fault because of the deregulation," which, as we now know, had nothing to do with why this train derailed. It's one thing to bl- to blame Trump because, like Obama before you, you want to blame every all your screw ups and the guy before you. It's another thing to tell people who have who possibly have been poisoned, whose kids may end up with cancer in about twenty years because of this crap, that they brought it on themselves by the way they voted. 
What kind of a soulless piece of crap do you have to be to make that estimation? I hope uh, old uh, Pete Buttigieg didn't get any, you know, freaking uh, chemical poison on his expensive shoes. I, I tell you what, and 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 uh, th- th- if there's one positive that's come out of this whole Palestine Ohio thing, it is this: if you had any doubts whatsoever in your mind that we are dealing with uh, a corrupt and uh, and uh, uh, inept group of people who are currently at the forefront of whatever kind of revolution they think they're at the forefront of, if you ever had a doubt that they really, really, really seriously have no empathy for ordinary folks, it's you, it's, there's, there should be no doubt in your mind. They couldn't care less what happens to the people of Palestine, Ohio, or the surrounding areas. Biden, uh, we're paying what fifty billion to a uh, little Vladimir out there in, U- in uh, Ukraine. Uh, I, I just found out through Trey Ware that we're uh, apparently paying back uh, all the NATO nations that are sending munitions to Ukraine. Like we're we're plan- we're you and I are paying to replace that stuff while we're sending billions of dollars over to Ukraine with no accountability as to how it's being used. And they're doing it because, I don't know, military contracts. Maybe the Biden family and some of their compadres in the government are making, maybe some of that money's making its way back here, making its way into the Cayman Islands. I don't know. In any event, okay, whatever uh, the actual machinations are behind the scenes and whoever is benefiting, one thing is for damn sure – they don't care that people die as a result of their freaking policies. They don't care that your kids are dying of fentanyl. They don't care that your daughters are being kidnapped and sold into sex slave, into the sex slave trade uh, by these creeps that are coming over the border. They don't care if every single person in Palestine, Ohio, gets cancer and dies. They don't care. That is who they are. That is who they are. If you had, they, they are soulless elitists. They feel they are the only people who actually matter. I, I, that, that's, my, that's what I believe. What do you think? 210-599-5555. It's Friday. We are going to laugh, I promise you. I got a really funny death penalty thing coming up. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, you know, I... I Things are gloomy and weird right now, but you gotta keep you gotta you gotta nurture some hope, some hope within your soul. Uh it is Sean Ryman, New Stock Five Fifty K T S A F M one oh seven one. The phone lines are open to one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Um and I'm not I'm gonna talk about the Jesus Revolution thing coming up in in a little bit. We'll get a little religious y. Uh, but I, you know, th- there is hope uh, as as far as our ongoing fight with the woke crowd. 
God bless Ben Stiller. You know, I and I'm going to bring James and Don in on this. I, I, I I'm not, a, I'm not overly, I'm not a, a huge Ben Stiller fan. I'm, he's kind of hit and miss with me. Okay, that's fair. But Tropic, I mean, some of some some of his movies are just he's just too Ben Stillery. <laughs> but uh, Tropic Thunder, I, I would put Tropic Thunder up there with the top five comedies of all time, whether it's an old Marx Brothers movie or Blazing Saddles. Or uh, anything by, you know, uh, Holy Grail. I mean, I, I think Tropic Thunder is one of the most brilliant comedies ever. It, it's just Robert Downey Jr. should have won Best Supporting. I mean, that is, is, what was it? I know who I am. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. You know, I mean, a white, <laughs> a, a pompous Australian actor playing a black guy in a Vietnam movie. I mean, just the movie was brilliant. Obviously, Tropic Thunder, though, would not survive a woke lens for five minutes. No. Right? No, because they they make fun of uh, special needs people. Special needs people? Downey Jr.'s got blackface on. Uh, the drug-addicted Jack Black character. Oh, my God. I'm a, I, I can't stand Jack Black half the time, but, God, he was great in that movie. I think one time when I was drunk, I actually said to somebody, blank you, you can't do what I do. You know? I mean, Jack Black was just... <laughs> Haven't we all? You can't do what I do. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was just a brilliant cast. And so, you know, uh, there was this rumor, I guess, going around that Ben Stiller was out there apologizing to people for for Tropic Thunder, and some people saying he should or it shouldn't. You know, it's a horrible movie. And so he tweets yesterday: "I make no apologies for Tropic Thunder. Don't know who told you that. It's always been a controversial movie since we opened." Proud of it and the work everyone did on it. God bless you, Ben Stiller. It's a rewatchable movie, him, right? It, oh God, I can I never get tired of watching that flick. I always see something new when I see it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I'm a lead farmer. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there's, there's not a bad. And I look, Tom Cruise as Les Grossman is awesome. Tom Cruise as Les Grossman. I mean. He nailed it. I mean, you couldn't believe you were looking at Ted, uh, at, Ted, uh, at Tom Cruise. And actually, I don't know how you were. I forgot he was Ted, uh, Tom Cruise after a while. Yeah, because McConaughey he just plays owned that role. McConaughey that plays role. McConaughey. You know, yeah, yeah, he's just much. an agent. But he's just a nervous version of himself. But you know, in that Cruise movie. comes out of nowhere and just steals the movie. Oh my God! And when he starts dancing at the end <laughs> with the big hairy fat arms. <laughs> Tom Cruise should have gotten a best supporting or something, you know, for that role. Well, good so, on Ben Stiller. I, I don't know if Don Morgan's were if he's you know working. I know he's always working and doing that news thing. But uh, I, you know, I, Tropic Thunder, yeah, one of the top five comedies I think of all time. And I'm looking at, and I'm I'm not a big comedy guy. I got, I know what I like. Most comedies I think suck. Why? Because they're not funny. And if you're a comedy, you sort of have to be funny. But, you know, for my list, it's like Duck Soup. <laughs> Duck Soup, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Blazing Saddles. Uh, what would I do next? Airplane? No, pro- actually, probably Raising Arizona. Or, no, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. And uh, and finally, I'd put Tropic Thunder in that top five. We got, we got a caller if you want to talk to him. Sure. It's Rob. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Hey, Sean. Uh, 
got I, I was at my I went over to my neighbor's house, but this was a while back, uh, a couple of well, yeah, I don't know, it was ten years ago, but anyway, I I, I went over there. And I was talking to him, and he was watching this movie, and I go, what's that? Because it looked kind of different, and I've never seen it before. It was Tropic Thunder. Then I rented it out, and I saw the movie. I think Blockbuster at that time was still around. I don't know. I don't know. I it was. It was. Because uh, I remember renting that movie at, out of Blockbuster. And, uh, God, it's hilarious. When I watched it, I watched it again. And it's one of the best movies, comedy movies I've ever seen. And it's very clever. It's a clever Oh, yeah. And, and you can see, and, though, by today's standards, with this woke crap, it's got to drop. I, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised Tropic Thunder has ridden through this, through this whole woke thing, and there hasn't been a campaign yet to, to yank it. Like, like, they haven't, I'm surprised that Blazing Saddles hasn't been attacked yet. But Tropic yeah. Thunder, man, that movie's good. But Tropic Thunder is a that movie is it's a very well made movie. And, oh yeah, and everything it is hilarious. I mean, I've never seen Robert Downey Jr. He plays well. I don't think that movie could be made today. No, it, no, it, you would never get think of it. And it's not that old of a movie. Uh, when did that movie come out? Two thousand eight. You would if that was merely that's how long that was. Well, it was you know two thousand eight, it's two thousand twenty three. You would never get that movie made today. Nobody would even try to make that movie today. Who's there? Is that Don? Yeah. Did you, you Tropic Thunder? You, you've seen it? Uh, when it first came out, I haven't seen it. Since, you know, it's been what, what do you years. do? You have any? You have to watch it again. Yeah, it's been a while. You should you know, get high and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you got? <laughs> no, I. Oh, nothing. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I got some Metamucil, but I mean, yeah, you know. okay. Snort it. Yep. <laughs> Do some put, lines put, of Metamucil. Put that in some go. tea or something. But no, I. You know, I remember watching it. and I didn't really think at some. You know, I. It, I think the best comedies have that level of offensive running through them anyway. Um, I think the best comedy it, in general has a line of re- offensiveness. It, it almost has through. to be. Because sometimes, yeah. like you mentioned earlier, sometimes comedies are just trying too hard to be funny. But if yeah. they try to be a little offensive, that makes it even more funny for whatever reason. I don't know why. But, well, because uh, it's, it, 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 it's, there's something uncomfortable about well, it. Yeah, Marx, exactly, right. You go to the Marx Brothers prior to the Hayes Council when they started really editing the crap out of movies for content. Mm-hmm. The Marx Brothers were dirty as hell. Right. Uh, there was a scene I remember where Groucho gets down on his knees uh, before Margaret Dumont. He's like, I bet you've done this a lot of times, haven't you? You know, and it's like 1934. You know what I mean? Right. But so, you know, a comedy, with, to me, I like that line. I like the fact that comedy can go there. Mm-hmm. Right. And comedians and people who make funny movies are pretty much the only people sometimes who can. Uh, and, and certainly Ben Stiller, Tropic Thunder, man. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. alone, a white guy playing a black guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. You know, someday, someday we're going to get up that hill. Our people are going to get up that hill. What are you talking about, our people? <laughs> he's, always, he's an Australian dude. I mean, right. It's hilarious. It was like he was the only one that wasn't in on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody right. else kind of figured out, except that character didn't really figure out. You know, he, no one's taking you seriously. <laughs> Would you stop talking about your people? 
But Downey's greatest line by far is when he opens up on the on the uh, village on the on the gorillas, and he's like, "I'm a lead farmer." God, that was a great line. Anyway, so good on Ben. I got man, I'm really late. Uh, uh, God bless Ben Stiller for not apologizing. Uh, we'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's the Sean Show. We're talking about Tropic Thunder, and Ben Stiller's not apologizing for its existence. Let's, in fact, he's quite proud of it. Let's talk to Robin real quick. Robin, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I just pulled in here at work, so real quick. Have you ever seen Malibu's Most Wanted with Jamie Kennedy? No. That has oh, that has got to be one of the most hilarious. It's about a rich white boy that's raised by a black maid, and he thinks he's black, and he talks <laughs> like it and acts like it. It's just a unbelievable premise. Uh, what's it? What's it? What's it called again? What's it called again? Malibu. Malibu's Most Wanted. Malibu's Most Wanted. I'll look it up. Yep. I will, because I'm going to be doing some movie watching it. Thank you so much, Robin. All right. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much. You you too. I'll check it out. I'm going to be doing some movie watching. Another laugh-a-minute fun fest. The Whale uh, is finally going (laughs) to to, uh, some of the streaming services with Brendan Fraser. I'm kidding, of course, but uh, I want to watch that one this weekend. I'm very interested to see that. Um, well, the, the Murdoch uh, trial is, uh, the live coverage has begun. We're gonna, I want to talk about the Jesus revolution a little later on, uh, when I have uh, a lot of space, but more space to kind of get into it. Uh, cause the movie premieres today. I know a lot of you are going to go see it. Trey's going to go see it. Um, the, the coverage of the Murdoch trial out of South Carolina, Walterboro, South Carolina was wall to wall yesterday, all day. No, com- I mean, I've, it's been a while since I've seen Fox go wall to wall with something and no commercials. Um, I guess, I guess it's putting butts in the seats. I mean, I, I, I'm fascinated. I don't know how you are, but I'm, I'm fascinated, fascinated by true crime and fascinated by courtroom stuff. You know, I grew up watching Perry Mason. I was a court TV addict back in the early nineties. And so I sat here and got kind of pulled into the coverage, which was actually fairly, frankly, pathetic as far as the proceedings until the cross-examination. This is the guy who's accused of shooting his wife and his own son with a shotgun uh, to, and I, I, in a sense, cover up uh, some financial stuff that was happening to him. That I, I'm not going to go into the theories. And stuff. I, don't, I don't have the time here. Uh, but the dude's on trial for, for, obviously, murder. And he's a lawyer. I mean, he's a, he's a lawyer. And... Uh, during the uh, when he his uh, his lawyer is uh, uh, talking to him on, on the stand, it, it was very obviously over prepared. I mean, he got emotional at the right times. Uh, he played the humble card a few other times. You know, pretty dry watching. And then uh, the prosecution uh, begins their cross. And that's when stuff got interesting because at this point, what you have are two lawyers duking it out. And these aren't small lawyers. I mean, uh, this Murdoch guy was a pretty big deal uh, in South Carolina. Uh, I don't know anything about the prosecutor but uh, or the prosecuting attorney, but uh, the DA, but uh, he, he's real good. He lawyers real good. 
And uh, there was a couple of things from yesterday that if you watched, you probably picked up on. Uh, Murdoch admitted to misleading people and taking money that wasn't his. If you noticed yesterday, he never said the words steal or stolen. Uh, he's talked openly about his pill addiction, uh, on cross. In fact, that's what they're doing and focusing on right now. The coverage has resumed. There was the, 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 the turning point yesterday with the cross examination, in my opinion, uh, was later in the day when the uh, district attorney tried to get him uh, to admit to being a sociopathic liar. Um, he spent a lot of time setting this up yesterday about, well, when you stole from these people, because basically he would win settlements for his clients and then mis- you know lie to them about how much they got, and he would pocket the the difference between what he told them and what the settlement actually was. And he did that on numerous occasions, and the uh, the DA uh, got him into talking about uh, one of those clients was a teenage girl who didn't even have conservatorship uh, of her of of the settlement, and the other was a quadriplegic man. And he was trying to get him into the corner where he would admit that he sat across a table from these people and looked them in the eye and lied to them, uh, establishing a fact that, you know, hey, this guy is really good at lying. And it was interesting. It was an interesting dance between the two because, again, they're, they're both lawyers and uh, – Murdoch was just, well, I don't remember ever sitting across from somebody and the other. He's like, well, you must have. So he kind of, you could tell Murdoch kind of knew where this was going and did his best to kind of wiggle out of it. Anyway, uh, coverage continues. I think he's guilty as crap, but that's just me. It is alleged. Everybody's presumed innocent. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The news that's hot. Extraordinarily hot situation right now. Minutes away at the top on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Really off time this uh, off the clock this hour. It's got so much to say. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. Um, I'll just put up a video a couple of days ago if you want to check it out. I'm starting to do some more videos on the website, KTSA.com. Uh, I put a new, I got a new book that I put together, a uh, poetry book. A poetry. God, it really does sound artsy-fartsy, doesn't it, guys? It really does. I really do come off as an arts. I have a new poetry collection that's available to you, for you online. And I did a video uh, talking about the book. It's on the Facebook page and also on KTSA.com where you can read about or see a video about my poetry collection. In fine leather-bound books. No. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an indie publisher. I know no leather. There is a hard copy and a paperback version, though. That's the first time I've ever done that. Awesome. So, And I don't do it for the money. I make about a dollar a book. So dollar ninety a book, I think, in full disclosure. It's not my, in other words, my poetry collections are not my plan B, okay? <laughs> but uh, I, I like to get copies in people's hands. Uh, I'm really happy with this book. It's called The Existential Slap, Selected Poems and Crap by Me, and uh, about half of it I've writ- I wrote within the past year. So check it out if you want. 
some cool photography in there by my buddy Randy Garcia and my daughter Alicia. Uh, but the video's on KTSA.com, and there's a link, actually, to the books on the, on the post, on the, on the blog. I have a funny uh, or a fun death penalty story real quick. And, and I don't, I'm, I'm kind of low on time, so maybe I'll put this out there in the, into the uh, air, and then we can talk about it a little later on next hour. Uh, Florida has greased uh, its first death row inmate uh, in four years, uh, inmate Donald Dilbeck, who was a cop killer uh, and a, uh, a multiple uh, a murderer. He, he, he killed a cop. He killed a woman. An all-around piece of crap. But every time uh, somebody gets uh, greased in the electric chair or with the needle or whatever in any given state, Fox News does the what their last meal was, right? Like we care. But it is kind of fascinating because then I started started thinking, well, what would my last meal be? If you had one last meal, what would it be? What would you want if you could only eat one more thing and you could have anything you wanted? And this became a fascinating thing to me. I know exactly what I would get. And then Don and James, if you're available, I, you know, you could tell me, or we'll get back into it next hour, actually. Uh, so think about it. I'd get me two big old fat Maryland crab cakes, and I'd want the real damn thing from Maryland. I'd want five pounds of crawfish, steaming hot, and a pint of that Mexican ice cream. What is it? A dulce what? Dulce. No. Dulce Lake. Leche? Leche. Yeah. Dolce Leche. caramel. Yes. Yes. My favorite ice cream. I want a pint of that crap. And that'd be it. I'd be fine. Maybe a sweet tea. I can't think of what I would want for my last meal. You can't you can't narrow it down. You're a no, foodie. You can't yes. narrow it down that that much. It would be a seven course you know, the guards would be like, Are you done eating yet? When can we kill this? Well, food? yes, go Moroccan. So you have like seven servings, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> take it all the way. Take it all the way to the to the, uh, to the baklava. You know what I mean? Wow! It could um, be as simple as pollo con arroz. That would be a nice. What is that? Just the chicken and rice that Mexicans wow. love. Uh, if I was going to get something Mexican, I'd probably get. Um, oh wow! I'm going to El Chaparral tonight. I'd probably get their shrimp enchiladas because mm. I like. I think those are good. Or their fideo. I'd like a bowl of fideo maybe. El Chaparral's uh, refried beans are my, probably my favorite. Actually, they are very good there. They're, they're, and my wife has always said that she judges a Mexican place by their beans. And uh, the beans at El Chaparral are very, very good and a healthy source of protein as well. Um, we'll be right back. Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's Friday. Friday. Six minutes after 10. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And uh, I know we got a guy on, the hold, on hold there. Dude, hang on. We'll, we'll talk to you here in a few minutes. Just a couple of minutes here, just a couple of things I want to get out first. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big old fan of Dr. Greg, uh, Greg Laurie, Pastor Greg Laurie. Uh, I listen to, uh, when I'm not listening to KTSA or Jack FM, which is uh, my favorite music station, uh, I listen to a, a station that features uh, all preachers. 
I get my Jesus in, and I, I listen to Greg Laurie almost every day, and he, he's in the news today because the movie Jesus Revolution comes out to theaters. This is a movie that stars Kelsey Grammer, and actually the guy who plays uh, Jesus in the uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 series The Chosen, and it's about a period in uh, in American history which was called the Jesus Revolution. You knew him as Jesus freaks, hippies. Former dope smoking hippies uh, in the late sixties, early seventies, who started this revival of Christianity, and they came to be known as Jesus freaks. I think Bob Dylan even got sucked into that uh, at some point, or, or switched uh, to to Christianity, uh, famously so. And uh, it's a chapter of history that I'm kind of I've always been curious about. Um, I, I had an ex-girlfriend, as it were, uh, back in the 80s whose parents were of that generation, and they were Jesus freaks. And I've always been uh, a Christian and, and uh, uh, fascinated by the faith and by religion, and, 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 and so I've, I've wanted to learn about it. So I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. I know my brother Trey is going to go see it. I have the book, uh, which I want to read before I actually watch the movie. By Greg Laurie and uh, a co-author. Um, we, we appear to be seeing something of a revolution or a revival, as it were, going on now. Uh, it's not getting a lot of press. Uh, probably, It's probably getting more press on Fox News than anywhere else as far as TV coverage. And it's these revival church services on college campuses. Young people. Uh, I think the, the the it started in was it Kentucky I think a a, a campus uh, where they started a, a church service and it just never ended it it might still be going on it became a twenty four hour a day thing where young people are showing up and praying and singing and giving their lives to Jesus and it spread to several other campuses I think UT I want to say UT A and M A and M that's what it is. And it's really kind of fascinating because uh, on a number of levels, first off, these are very glum times, I think we'd all agree. These are dark times, weird, big history, uh, troublesome, disturbing times with a lot of bad crap going on. And it's very easy to get uh, overwhelmed by it, frankly. And I'm I'm no different than anybody else. There are days where I'm just over-freaking-whelmed by all the crap that's going on right now. And... This and and where where Christianity is specifically is targeted on many different or, or from many different sources or villains, if you will, if you will, in our in our in our culture, in our, in our country, Christianity is not cool. Well, apparently it is because these are predominantly young people, and you know what? It gives me freaking hope. We need a revival right now. The timing. One thing I said on Where and Rhyme is that Jesus always had impeccable timing, and maybe uh, this is the moment. But uh, I, I am so happy uh, and enthused, frankly, to see this Christian revival going on with young people on our college campuses, where for years it's been the exact opposite, right? Uh, Christians are run off a lot of campuses. They're not thought of well. They're despised by their professors. Their voices are silenced on things like uh, abortion. 
uh, and trans, all this trans crap and woke crap. So it's 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 really it's really uh, in, in, in enthusing or uh, it's really uh, uh, giving me hope and, and, and lifting me up to see this stuff going on. And so I, the Jesus movie is coming out. The, the Jesus Revolution movie is coming out at, at a great time. Two one zero five nine because we need it, man. We need some Jesus. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being flippant. You know, we we need some Jesus right now. We do. Um, let's take a call. Uh, is Christopher still there? Christopher, you're on News Talk five fifty KTSA. What are you thinking? Yep, I'm here, man. Hey, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. Um... I was going to say something about this Jesus revolution thing that you've been talking about. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just a fad and it's nothing to get excited about because uh, there are millions and millions of people that like to claim to be Christian and they're not because uh, what they know of Christianity, what they, what they think God is, is a, uh, their opinions have been formed by apostate priests. Apostate priests. Yes. So what are they wrong about? Um, well, uh, I, I used to, I used to go to this church, and they. No. What what are what are, what are what are the what are the people who are? Because it's your statement populating this revival right now. You say they're not real Christians, and they're wrong about something theologically. What are they wrong about? Um, well, the, the, their, 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 their opinions of who God is are skewed by what, what they've heard in the But what is the opinion that they have of God? Um, well, well, see, the churches have remade, have remade God in their own shallow images. In, in what way? Um, well, uh, they, they say that they have creeds that say, like, uh, why the Bible should not be believed about who God is. I haven't heard uh, any of that coming out of this revival on the college campuses. Well, uh, I, I used to, I used to go to a church and they have, uh, and they they have creeds about why the Bible What do you think it let me ask you what do you think it means to be a Christian Um it means you should believe in what the whole Bible says not just what the New Testament says So every word of the Bible is the absolute physical truth Yes How do you deal with Levitical Mosaic law, especially when it comes to like owning slaves and stuff. Well, um, people still own slaves. So the, the the Mosaic laws on slavery are should still apply today. What about stoning women for not having the proper head covering? Um, that that's a. Uh... That's a Muslim thing. It's not Christian. No, it's in the it's in the Old Testament. I know. I've read it. Mosaic law and when you can and cannot stone a woman. You know, and all the dudes in the village get together and they bury a woman up to their neck and throw rocks at her until she's dead. 
Oh, no. Is that still cool? No, I don't believe in that. Okay, so not all the Bible is absolutely physically true today. Because Jesus actually didn't think much of dudes throwing rocks at women either. Right? In fact, he stopped a bunch of guys from doing that, right? Very cleverly, might I add. Yeah, yeah, he did. So that Levitical law in the Old Testament really doesn't apply after the old, the New Testament because Jesus sort of said, hey, that's really kind of a bad thing to do if you're not completely sin-free, right? So when you read that part in the Old Testament, what do you, what's that supposed to mean? What do you do with that? Well, something they used to do, but people... People don't usually do right. anymore. Again, then, if we're going to say that every single line, in the, and I'm not disputing, I believe God is, the hand of God is behind the Bible. I believe, I believe Jesus is the word made flesh. I believe Jesus is the Bible, and his life and what he taught is what God wants us to know. And I think it's very easy to kind of cherry pick through the Old Testament and find stuff that supports maybe your current worldview of things. But at the end of the day, what Jesus asked us to do, asked us to do in, in, in the four Gospels, which is kind of what I'm, I focus on. I've read everything else, but I focus on the four Gospels because I'm a Christian, right? I'm a follower of Jesus. So I think I should probably stick pretty close to what he was about. And the archaeological evidence, as I'm reading it right now, this is what he said and what he did. And there are several parts of the Old Testament law that Jesus flushed down the toilet and said, no, you've got to think on your own. Love each other as you want to be loved. Uh, forgive your enemies. I mean, he forgave people, the people who were executing him. That's a pretty big forgiveness. So it's a difficult, in other words, to follow Jesus directly and what Jesus taught is a very, it's not an easy thing to do, is it? It requires a certain amount of self-honesty. Whereas yeah, you can find all kinds of stuff in Levitical law where I can throw it at somebody else and say, hey, you're screwed up. You're doing something wrong. You are not a real Christian. But the question really should be, am I a real Christian? Am I doing it right? Do I have it down? Am I, am I living according to this way that was taught to me by the Son of God? Not what that guy's doing or whether that guy's valid. Are you valid? Do you have it right? I do. Do you? You do? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I got to go. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's take a little break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Now, nah, I'm Sean. Uh, even as we speak, Trey Ware, he just, my brother just texted me, and he is at the theater uh, about to watch uh, the new movie that premieres today, uh, The Jesus Revolution. Uh, about the uh, the Christian revival of the uh, of the hippies of the hippies, and we just had a caller who was you know I was talking about the revival going on uh, on these college campuses, which I think is great. And dude called up and said, "Well, they're learning from apostates and they're not real Christians and they blah blah blah." And I, I, you know, I, some of you may think I was a little hard on that guy. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't care. 
and I'll tell you why. His point was that this is just a fad. You know what? So what if it is? <laughs> Let's just say this whole thing going on on the college campuses is a fad and it's going to pass. So what? You know what? Out of that fad, if that's what it ends up being, there's going to be a fair amount of young people whose lives have been changed. And that's that's fine. That's good. It's a good thing. We're talking about college campuses, American college campuses and universities. What are we normally talking about when it comes to college campuses and universities in America in the year 2023? Something dramatically different, yeah? I think it's great. I don't, I don't care what it shakes out to be. I think the fact that young people, college-age people, are having 24-hour worship services, I think is fantastic. I don't care if it's just a momentary bit of coolness or not. You know, it's a good It's good. It's a good thing. And so, let, let, you know, it, as I, I quoted the song earlier, it only takes a spark to get a fire going, right? Let, let's, not, let's not trample on the spark and put out the fire because of our fancy-schmancy notions of what we think a good Christian or a real Christian is or is not. Baby, just let it happen. Just let it happen, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five plus and and James and Don will will understand this. Um, uh, the movie is already has already had an impact on our lives. Uh, when do you think was the last time Trey Ware was sitting in a movie theater? Oh wait, I can tell you, it was like four years ago when that stupid Star Wars movie came out. <laughs> it's not stupid. Trey Ware is sitting in a movie theater. Trey Ware never goes to the movies. Okay, he's there, man. Okay, the Lord do move in mysterious ways. <laughs> Did you just say that wasn't a stupid movie? Star Wars? No, no, not at all. No, 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 no. The the fa- the, the the force wakes up from a nap or something. I, that was the last time. <laughs> That's not because I was there physically and Trey was there. We both went to see that movie. Did y'all have a seat in between you or did y'all sit right next to each no, other? No, I no, I don't remember. I know Riccardi was behind me because uh, he was there too with his daughter. So what was a field trip? And, and, and Riccardi hates Star Wars movies, <laughs> and, and I and I do too. Frankly, I, I like the first one and the second one. I think the rest of them suck. You, you really could leapfrog from the Empire Strikes Back to the Mandalorian, and you'd be fun, you wouldn't miss anything. But yeah. Trey Ware does. I, my point being is that Trey Ware stopped going to the movies as a thing to do roughly around 1989. So if you, <laughs> I love my brother Trey, but it's like if it's a movie that came out after 1989, he's probably not going to know what it is. I introduced him to Tombstone. Okay. Oh wow. So <laughs> he had never oh, seen no. Tombstone. I'm just saying, he doesn't go to the movies, man. He's at the movies. That's amazing. I think it's a good thing. It's a great thing. I like if this. the Jesus revival on the cap- campuses of this country save a few souls and get Trey Ware back into a movie theater, I think that's great. That's a win-win. Both Trey and Tom Cruise have saved the theatrical industry. Tom, uh, <laughs> uh, by making a movie, people actually want to see it at the theater, and Trey merely by going. You know, So that's great. Smart it's move by Trey to go early like uh if you don't go to the theater often, you don't want to go when it's really packed. <laughs> so he should have plenty of room to himself. Right. I, I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm old school. I. I love going to the movies. Uh, I only. Uh, it's got to be a movie I really want to see. But uh, I've always been a big uh, going to the movies guy, and I we went to see uh, 
the other week. Uh, oh, well, this latest Marvel movie. What the hell? Oh, the Ant-Man movie uh, last week. And Marvel movies are great on the big screen. Even bad Marvel movies are great on the big screen. And I just love the whole experience. I can't eat the damn popcorn anymore, but I still love smelling it, man. I'm curious if the soundtrack's going to be really cool for this uh, Jesus revival. The I bet it is. That's what I'm thinking. Considering what was going on musically at that time, you know, I would hope so. One of the things that uh, I, politically I'm not a big fan of the whole counterculture of the 60s. I, you know, a lot of it was just people getting high and having sex, <laughs> which is fine, but, you know. They added a, they layered in a lot of highfalutin purpose behind it, which a lot of it's bullcrap, but self-serving bullcrap. But one thing about the '60s generation, I don't think anybody can deny they did really kind of make the best music. You know, they really, they really sort of did create music that you'll never hear human beings create again in such a concentrated period of time. A lot of young artists uh, coming up now are redoing the 60s style of, of well, music. Yeah. yeah, so they love it too. Because their, mu- their music sucks, you know. So. Ha-ha. The music of today is like grunge but without the fun. You know what I mean? It's just depressing. There's no, <laughs> there's no angst. There's no fun rage. You know, it's just depressing. So anyway, uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We're gonna take a break and we'll uh hit up a couple of other things that are in the news. Also I do wanna cycle back around to if you want to call us up and tell us what your last meal would be, if you had to have a last meal, I'm curious. Uh it's kind of a fun thing to do on a Friday. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open 210 599 5555. You know, my wife's my wife just woke up. She's over there. Well, she didn't just wake up. She's been awake, but this the first time I've seen her. She's right over there in the dining room. And she made a comment last night. We were watching this coverage of this jackass Sam Britton. Sam Britton, uh, who formerly uh was a secretary of Summer Guard or an official with our with our, our program to dispose of nuclear waste. Sam Britton, Britton, and then we'll talk to Adam on the phone. Sam Britton uh, is a, is a, is non-binary. He wears dresses. He wears lips or a cherry red lipstick. He has a goatee beard and a shaved head. My wife made the observation: they want us to think of them as actual women, but the dude's got a mustache. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. Harry trannies don't make sense to me. But it's kind of a funny story. Uh, it, it, obviously, uh, Sammy Boy there uh, checked some boxes, so uh, I guess the administration didn't care so much that he was known for stealing luggage at airports. And apparently when he steals the luggage, he wears whatever the hell's in there. We have a, 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 Tanzian, a Tanzanian. <laughs> well, you try saying Tanzanian twice. Uh, she's a fashion designer named Asia, Asia, Asia 
Thompson. And she had her luggage stolen at Ronald Reagan Airport, I think in 2018. Or 2019, uh, or whenever, you know, Biden was in office, so whenever the hell that was, 2020, I guess. Uh, And in that piece of luggage were some original designs that nobody had seen, and uh, it's been pointed out by several bloggers that Sticky Fingers Sam Britton uh, can be seen plainly wearing some of the (laughs) clothes that were apparently in this piece of luggage. I'm trannied out, you know, frankly, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm just really trannied out. Y'all lost me, man. Uh, you know, I just don't get it. Uh, and, and frankly, there's nothing worse than a luggage stealing tranny who then wears your clothes on national television. Um, do we have Adam still? Adam, how you doing? I am definitely blessed, Sean. Thank you. You know, but Sean, there's so many verses in the Bible about a nation you know, that turns against God. You know, you definitely lose your blessings. You know, and I'm glad to hear there's a revival at some colleges because some of them are just hateful, you know, uh, bigoted, you know, godless uh, uh, places, uh, uh, Sean. But, you know, one of the uh, signs of the end time, Sean, is, of course, the anarchy we're having in the streets, the crime. But uh, turning against religion, you know, not taking pride in a nation. It's all one nation, one currency, and it's not even money. It's a, you could press a button and lose your money. So, uh and Sean, my last meal would be, uh, I wouldn't want to eat. I'd be too nervous. I'd probably ask if I could have something to go. <laughs> something to go. Can I get that to go? I'm doing carry-out because of the COVID. No, I'll be back yeah. for the electric yeah, yeah, chair yeah. thingy. I'm no, seriously, I'll be back. Really... What time do you want me back here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam, you. thanks a lot. Have a blessed weekend, brother. <laughs> Uh, oh, Steve. Steve wants to talk about the Chamber of Commerce. Steve, how you doing? Sean, thank you for taking my call. I sure. I heard the Chamber of Commerce on Trey's show this morning, and they said that they were going to draft a letter or pass a resolution or something. You know, talk is cheap. I want to know if the Chamber of Commerce is going to are they going to mobilize? Are they going to activate? Are they going to engage? You, oh, just so that, I can I mean, catch. Well, just, just so that, 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 what you're talking about are these ballot measures that are going to be on the ballot uh, on uh, theft of up to 750 bucks. Well, you know, nothing will happen to you. And why we've been asking, why hasn't the Chamber of Commerce been up in arms against this thing? So that's what you're talking about. I call it the pro-crime, pro-criminal agenda of right. the, uh, the, the, the chaos city council. They, they crave the chaos. That's what they want is the chaos. And so that's yep. what this is all about. But I want to see the Chamber of Commerce put signs out in front of every HEP, every Walmart, every store, large and small. Save our store. Save your store. Save yeah. your city. Vote this thing down. I want to see them do handouts and give them to all of the little stores here. Make copies of this and put it out. I want HEB handing out the leaflet at every single register. Vote this I thing agree. down, or we're going to shut down and and move out well, of this I, town. Well, I mean, we were asking this question yesterday. Why would anyone who owns a business support this stuff? This these ballot measures. Why Why would anybody support this charter? Uh, who owns a business? But do you think uh, I, I don't know much about the Chamber of Commerce here in San Antonio, frankly? 
Uh, do you think uh, what, what, do we, what do you think the political makeup is uh, of the Chamber of Commerce? In other words, you're you're bound to have some folks who who do own businesses and mystically support this. So, in other words, the, the Chamber of Commerce is saying they're going to do something about this, but you don't believe them. I believe that there are Christians, people who call themselves Christians, who vote Democrat. I believe there right. are law enforcement officers who call themselves law, who vote Democrat. I believe there are business people who call themselves business people and explicably go to the polls and vote Democrat. They have right. kept Ron Nuremberg and this communist city council in charge now for I don't know how many years. And San Antonio's going downhill every day, and they keep yep. going to the polls and voting Democrat. It's in. I don't understand it. It's troubling and disturbing. I agree, man. Absolutely. As usual, man. Steve, man, thanks for the call, brother. Have a great weekend. Rock on. 210-599-5555. Oh, I meant to tell you about this. Uh, We have uh, my brother Trey Ware's uh, food drive going on to benefit the food bank. Um, You know, they're they're responsible for feeding about 100, I think, 100,000 people, James. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, every, uh, I think week or, or month here in San Antonio, the point being the need is great. Uh, there's a lot of folks that depend on the food bank, uh, in San Antonio to, for without it, they, you know, the kids aren't going to eat and what they need mostly at, at this point are frankly financial donations, uh, you know, because with that money, uh, that you donate, that we gift them with, they can use it and, and feed multiple families. Uh, in fact, if you donate $1, you fe- you fed seven people via the food bank of, of San Antonio. So just do the math in your brain and figure out, you know, how many people you can feed with a, with a, with a higher donation. So just go to the website. You can do it all right there, ktsa.com, brought to you by Stevens Roofing and in part by Airtron Heating and Air. Roof Fix and the Institute for Functional Health. We'll wrap the gig. Make way for Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. As you will learn next, that is what's happening on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's Friday. Wrapping the gig. And uh, I, one of the things we were talking about, because there's there's nothing more enjoyable and wacky than a good death penalty story. And uh, we had a guy, he's a cop killer, uh, uh, who was uh, executed in the state of Florida. First guy to be executed, first person to be executed in four years in that state. And they always do a, a coverage of what the person's last meal was. So I started thinking about what my last meal would be if I had a last meal. My wife keeps looking at me like, if you don't shape up, you might be having a last meal. Uh, and I, I would have two Maryland cra- lump crab cakes. Lump, you know, the back fin, man. I want the, I want the serious back fin meat. Two Maryland crab cakes with five pounds of crawfish, steaming hot. And a pint of that Mexican ice cream, Dolce, whatever the hell it's called. And then James talked to me. James is having a hard time winnowing it down to. James is a foodie. He's one of those single guys. Yeah. It spends all his money on sports and and fancy food. 
And uh, so you, you're having a hard time narrowing it down. And it would really suck for Don Morgan because he'd have to eat something vegan on his last. Don, yeah. Is Don Morgan there? He'd have to eat a vegan last meal. Why couldn't like, Don? Well, what would you have, Don? Would you have, like, cauliflower and cheese on your last meal? Is that what you'd have? No, Some not tofu? Even. It's his last huh? meal. He won't even eat a steak or anything like that, huh? Is he there? I don't know what he's uh, doing. I'm coming back to the studio uh, Monday. I'm still at home in my jammies nah, uh, he's right not now. There. He's not. Well, then we could talk about him in front of his back. Could you imagine? Wouldn't it suck to be a vegan and have a last meal? I mean, what you're are you not going to get anything. You're going to get a grilled portobello mushroom for your last meal? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Some stir fry. <laughs> Veggie, drunken noodles, you know. Some hummus and pita bread. Actually, my wife was mocking me for that last night. That was funny because I, I love uh, I love good. I found this great hummus. Yeah, I think it's the most the, expensive hummus available, isn't it? It's got to be. Well, it's <laughs> it's the hummus. Uh, the, you know, we have two HEBs. We have the HEB that's our neighborhood HEB where we keep it reels off of New Gilbo Road, and then just down the road a piece off Bandera, there's that big fancy HEB off of 1604 right outside of Halotus. Where I'll tell you what, if you want to see miles and miles of yoga pants, go to the HEB uh, at 1604 in Bandera. Yoga pants as far as the eye can see. White chicks in yoga pants. Awesome. But they have a very fancy, fancy hummus uh, aisle. And I got me some boar's head hummus that's sweet chili and garlic. Boar's head is very good quality yeah. stuff, but it's very expensive. It is. It's very. Pro- I had to. I had to show credit references. I was surprised. And I got when some. I, saw I got that. some. Yeah, I got some non. I got some non bread because I love non bread. I love non. And my wife is was mocking my manhood last night for you know, oh, eating your artsy fancy. Because I was like, hey baby, try some of this hummus. It's delicious. <laughs> you know what she said to me? What? She's like, no, I don't eat the hum- the fancy hummus and pita bread like your other girlfriends, your other arty girlfriends. I, I, I'll eat chips and salsa, but I don't need no, I'm not going to eat no hummus and your nan bread or whatever you call it. <laughs> she refused to even try it. I mean, you could make a taco. She said, I guess she thinks she's making a statement of some kind. And she only eats chips and salsa. She wouldn't, she wouldn't eat my hummus, James. Man. I paid damn near $10 for that. I know you she wouldn't did. have one piece of naan with a little bit of hummus on it because it's too artsy fartsy. And I guess I'm less of a man. I'm less of a man because I eat uh, I eat uh, hummus and naan bread. And you my don't life. Get, Welcome to my life. You don't get the small cans of beans. I can't. I, well, I'm not allowed to get. Apparently, I'm not allowed to get the small cans of beans. Oh God, she heard that. Now I've opened <laughs> up that can of work. That can of beans. Oh, God, thanks for bringing it up, James. You're welcome. <sighs> Happy Friday. I just I just wanted a small can of beans. Anyway, um, so <laughs> that's that's my life. So anyway, if you're at the fancy HEB in your yoga pants uh, off of 1604 in Bandera, uh, the Boar's Head sweet chili and garlic hummus is to die for. Like if this were in some luggage, uh, that tranny guy would steal it from you. It, it's, it's so good. <laughs> And he'd be on he'd be on TMZ eating it right in front of you, um, but you know it is it, it's just so fun. There was a video going around social media yesterday of this new HEB in Austin. Did you see that? I have not. It's dude. It's got like floors. It's got like four 
four floors. What? So you have to it's take like an the, elevator? It's like the it's the fanciest H-E-B. They have like a high-dollar barbecue restaurant inside. Uh, you know, it, it's it's just there was this woman who took a, a video as she's walking through. It's a new H-E-B in Austin, and it's like the Gucci of H-E-Bs. Wow. But the one at 1604 in Bandera is pretty fancy. They have a jewelry store. H-E Boutique. You can go to H-E-B at 1604 and Bandera in your yoga pants and not only buy some boar's head, sweet chili, and garlic hummus with some naan bread, but also you can buy an engagement ring if you want one. They have a deck store. You can buy a deck at that H-E-B down off of Bandera. A deck, man. It- that doesn't scream San Antonio. Where did you get your ring? Did he go to Jared? No, H-E-B. H-E-B. And everybody's wearing yoga pants. That's not a bad thing. Even the dudes. You go to my H-E-B down off of Gilbo Road, ain't nobody wearing yoga pants but me. Okay, there's, <laughs> there's no yoga pants. There's athletic pants. You see a lot of people in athletic pants at my H-E-B, but not yoga pants. You know, my life must be pretty simple uh, if I've arrived at a place where I notice differences between HEBs. And <laughs> does, does that make me <laughs> my life? Well, you're of a certain. up of Circle K's and grocery stores. You're of a certain age, Sean. <laughs> oh. See how you are. Anyway, uh, we're going to be wrapping the gig here in about a minute so I can get right back to watching the Murdoch trial. Uh, Walterboro, South Carolina, because we are right back to -to wall-to-wall coverage. I bet he don't shop at the H-E-B on New Gilbo Road. (laughs) I bet he shops at places where the ladies all wear yoga pants because he used to be a big-shot lawyer before he started ripping people off. That dude's a mess. He is a mess. He is. And it's interesting. What makes this coverage interesting, frankly, is that he is a lawyer. And uh, watching a lawyer uh, on the stand is interesting. Anyway, that's it. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you Monday. Bye.